Welcome back to the Wacky Wonderful Wise Works podcast, all you guys, gals, geeks, and goofballs. Happy New Year, everybody. It's a new year. Season 15, we're rolling up our sleeves and getting our hands dirty in this new brand year of 2024. Brand year? This is going to be a full year Mm -hmm. of probably more stinkers. Huh? And a lot of probably good stuff as well. All right, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of good films, a lot of bad films, oh. a lot of good shows, bad shows. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the biggest downside to this year is that we're not going to have another Chris Nolan film this year. <laughs> oh. No, you don't think? You yeah. oh, okay? <laughs> I don't know. Why I said you think. You don't think he's going to pull it out of his butt in getting, six months? We're getting another. We're getting another Denis Villeneuve film. We are, which yeah. was supposed to come out last year, but yeah, at least we, we didn't get last year. We're getting in March. Yeah, looking so, forward to that. That's going to be fun. I mean, we have a long roster of films that are going to be coming out. Uh, that is going to be a very. It's going to make a very interesting year. Let me, let me just reminisce real quick on some of these films that we've listed, or at least the highly anticipated ones, right? Mm-hmm. You got like Mean Girls, Madam Web, Doom Part 2, yeah, Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire, Godzilla and Kong, New Empire. Mm-hmm. Not interested in that one. Fall Guy, Garfield, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, Bar- uh, Ballerina, Inside Out 2, The Quiet Place, One Day One, maybe? Maybe, maybe. that'll be fun. Despicable Me, Deadpool 3, Borderlands, uh, Craven the Hunter, Beetlejuice 2, Transformers 1. I don't know what that means. Joker 2. That's going to be a good one. Mm, there, uh, and I we also, look, Maybe. Lord of the Rings, Riders of the Rohirrim is coming out this year. So there are cool. some really good ones, and there are some other ones. And then there's some that we don't even know about yet. So it's going to be a fun year. Uh, as far as you guys go... Any interesting updates around your entertainment that we should be aware of? No. Any recommendations? Hard Target. What's Hard Target? Hard Target is a like late eighties, early nineties. I think it's nineties. Um. Uh, John Woo film, starring Jean Claude Van Damme, Mm -hmm. and it is just. Um, is this what you guys were watching the other day when I walked in? Um, when you walked, yeah, prob. I don't know, probably this but morning. It, it's Ethan starts fighting me, and he goes, "I'm Jean Claude Van Damme." Van Damme, yeah. <laughs> and I'm it like, was okay. it was like just pure, unadulterated action. Good. Like it was, it was awesome. It wasn't like um, it, it kind of felt like Roadhouse. Yeah, good time, but. But John Woo has a filming style that's clearly uh, comes from, you know, uh, sort of the, the older Asian films, the older Does Hong it, Kong films. And so it, it felt like Kill Bill. Almost it, it, it had that very sort of um, movie action quality um, yeah. with a little bit with a little bit of maybe some sort of 
uh, some sort of anime like scenes, like where the bad guy's coat, like Bill Bill. the bad guy's coat catches on fire <laughs> and he flings it off. And it was the actual actor in that coat, which was super cool. It was awesome That's that cool. he did that stunt. Um, and man, it's just a good time. It's just a really good time. Okay. Uh, so we'll take what's it called? Hard target. Hard target. That's the recommendation. I'm going to recommend this, all right? Yeah. So we're recommending. So everybody who missed the Lost series, mm. I recommend you watch it. Mm. You talked okay. about this a little bit last season, but we finished you're it. reiterating that. We finished it. Um, okay. The ending is different than what the rumor is, okay? So I heard a much different rumor. <laughs> Yeah, about what the ending is, and it's 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 not quite it. So, um, and I don't want to spoil it because I'm recommending people watch it. But go check out Lost. All right, okay. you should watch it. The the early couple seasons are hard to get through because it's just constant mystery boxes. But well, the the reason I, what eleven the seasons? reason I stopped watching Lost, um, was because it became. Um, it's also the reason I stopped watching the walking dead is it became each season, each episode became, um, who's going to die. Okay. Who's going to die this season. Right. And I, I would man, say the, I, the I hate walking dead a little bit more. There. Even game of Thrones did that a bit. It's like, who's going to die this season mm-hmm. right towards the end. And I, I, I don't like that. I don't like watching a show or a movie and it's, um, and that's the that's what people are curious afraid about, afraid of. It's like, oh, is my favorite character gonna die? Right. So, it, so you're right. There is a there is a bit of a, that aspect. However, I think I think that there's a there's enough story there to where you you expect characters are going to die because the nature of the story mm-hmm. said a lot. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, a lot. So, and and it it plays well into the endings. Uh, so I I think I think you should check it out. I mean, it you're right in some fashion. I think The Walking Dead does it more egregiously, mm-hmm. but um, but Lost, you should check it out. It was a it was a cultural phenomenon for its time, and and it's not half bad. You all should check it out. And I was I was kind of afraid of that with um like Attack on Titan because Attack on Titan's very similar to those types of TV shows where it's a lot of high octane um action and drama and horror yeah um and it, and it had a large cast of characters with their own each each kind of having their own unique story um but I'm glad they didn't lean into that who's going to die this season mentality mhm so any recommendations from you, Joshua? I've been watching Killers of the Flower Moon. You've been watching? So like <laughs> it's a long finished. film. I have a long movie. It. I got like I got I got a little more than halfway done with it last night. Yeah. What do you think so far? It's a lot. Give us a one I'll one say this. Okay. We're talking about three hour films here, okay? Yeah. It's interesting to tell this story, but it doesn't need three hours. Okay. Um, and and, and the how, difference how far between that and Chris would Nolan, you say 
you're into it like one third, you know, three fourths the way I through. About, I think probably I'm I'm flirting with I'm flirting with with two thirds of the film is done. Okay. 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 And um, and I'm I'm just gonna say this: Chris Nolan's Oppenheimer, three hours long, holds you at attention for those three hours. Okay. No. Yes, it does. It holds well, you at attention. This film does not. This film requires you to focus and to focus, which is not a problem. It's it's meant to keep it's meant for you to you to give to the film as much as the film is giving to you, okay? But a three hour make sure you're holding focus and not getting distracted at any point during this film, it's a bit harder to do than than with Oppenheimer. All right. Gonna what, say I disagree, but okay. What's your uh where are you standing on on like the acting? Oh, very good. I don't very think it. Good. I don't think it's Leonardo's very best role. Good. You so um, you if you're two thirds of the way through, you haven't gotten to the good part of Leo yet. Whatever. I think he, I don't think Le- at the end he look, kills it at the end. You gotta. Okay. You gotta. We'll have a conversation about different that than that. Killian Murphy is incredible the whole way through the film. Why, why does it have to be the best thing he's ever done? Is at the end of the film he should be that just, role. Just the wait, whole film should be wait the best till the end. Done. Wait till um, it's over and then come back to me. Uh, yeah, what, Josh's recommendation. I guess Killers. Where are you watching <laughs> it? Where are you watching it's it? It's on Apple TV Plus. It just dropped for streaming. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm real excited about Napoleon. Napoleon should be dropping there pretty soon, I think, as well. But yeah, is that that's all you have to recommend, Joshua? Just Killers, The Flower Moon, in general. You know, uh, in 2024, you know. Do more Hobbit things. That's what I'm recommending. You know, garden a little bit more. Um, okay. Sit out on the porch and enjoy yourself a nice um, pipe, you know, tobacco pint or some, a little some, bit of yeah, pipe tobacco leaf, and just enjoy and relax your 2024. Don't let life pass you by because you're working too hard. Yeah, turn off Andrew Huberman. Turn off. Uh, yeah, everybody doesn't need to be Joe on this Rogan. Grind. Turn off Joe Rogan. Turn off. What? Who's the guy? Jordan David Peterson. Goggins. David Goggins. Oh, turn David all these Goggins. fellas off. Turn, for yeah. 2020. Yeah, Cameron Haynes. Yeah, turn off. You don't need them for this year. What you need is some pipe tobacco and I'm some telling beer. You, what? what okay. People, people have been feeling like people have been feeling like uh, feeling like Bilbo. Um, you know, to, uh, 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 butter spread across too much toast. Yeah. Oh man, that's what people have been feeling like these past few years. We need to. We need to chunk up our butter a little bit. Yeah. We when I get off this podcast, you know, I'm gonna yeah, sit on the back good. porch. It and we're gonna relax. Why? It's gonna be a good day. Maybe get maybe get less bread. <laughs> right. Huh? People are always saying, "I got to get that bread. I got to get oh. more bread." Maybe get less bread. Well, because you, on the bread, you, bread, you, you got a that. limited amount of butter. Unless yeah. your butter to bread ratio is equal, don't. <laughs> well, that's yeah. that's what I'm recommending. Get less bread. Get less bread. Enjoy yourself. Turn off Cameron Haynes. Mm-hmm. Do you guys Stop have any getting after it? Do you guys have any New Year's resolutions? That... They're all boring and YouTube related. If I'm being honest. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I, kinda I mean made I'm gonna a... keep I'm gonna keep my physical health up. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm not taking Joshua's recommendation this year <laughs> necessarily. Well, but it's wait, no, the, no, no. The recommendation it's is relax. That is physical. Isn't, yeah, Give don't exercise, but don't you know? We don't need to be on this on this uh, grind all the time. 
I mean, that, that's what I'm recommending. Yeah. It's good to grind, but every once in a while you've you, – that grind needs to turn into, um, you know, a coarse whetstone and then a fine whetstone mm-hmm. and a diamond sharpener and then a fine diamond sharpener. And then you need the, the ceramic rod and then you need the strop and then, then you just strop and you stay fine. Mm-hmm. but if we're being mm-hmm. real honest what if you, you have to be you have to finish the season you're in before you move to the next one you know what i mean and sometimes finishing the season is 100 percent dependent on how mm-hmm. hard you grinded and you'll never leave the grinding era unless you truly grind you might feel like you're grinding but you're not dropping it all the way to the floor you know what i'm saying uh, when, i mean no, you, you might feel like you're grinding, but that's just the hardest you've ever grinded to get to the next step. You have to grind past your expectation or what you believe to yeah. be a grind. But eventually, eventually you got to pour out those coffee beans and make the coffee. Oh, yeah. Well, but if the you know, coffee all these beans, beans aren't, aren't fully are great, but <laughs> <laughs> what's the first bit we got, Joshua? Let's roll right into it. Um, Speaking of rolling, we're not going to be rolling today. Uh, we're going to be flying. We're going to be flying into the next Tom Cruise movie. Well, maybe not the next because we've got debt. We've got Mission Impossible Part 2. But um, scroll, go past this because I can't stand that white line. That's distracting me. <laughs> um, so if you want to briefly just read the beginning of the article um, that I have pulled up. Basically, I mean, you can read it. Tom uh according to start with according according to according to puck the studio has tapped mar uh maverick co-writer hiran kruger yes whatever to work on a script for the high-flying threequel once again um uniting cruise with his previous co-star miles teller and glenn powell Remember how Glenn Powell was also part of the Top Gun Mania before all the Sydney Sweeney stuff went down. That's true, right. actually. Yeah, because mm-hmm. him and Sydney Sweeney uh, were in a film together. Everyone's all about Sydney Sweeney. And I think it was like a sexy, sexy film or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but they're talking What's about Hangman. They're talking about Hangman. This is the we're we're talking about. We're getting a third a third Top Gun, right? Yeah, uh, yes. Um, so, and this is not surprising, but yet it is a little bit. Um, you know, Top Gun Maverick, 3 is flying into existence. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick did phenomenal. It did way better than they expected. People loved it. And so the studio can't pass up a third one. I don't. We all don't want them to, but maybe, do you think, the question that I think we should discuss is more of like, do you think they can make a third one and make it enjoyable? We hmm. we yes. said maybe not with the second one, but it was super enjoyable. Uh, yes, they can. Definitely. I believe they can. And I believe it will be one of the best films. I don't know if it'll be as good as Maverick, but I do ideally hope it's possible. And I believe it can be possible, right? I mean, what, what do you guys feel? That's just my initial take. The first film's incredible. The second mm-hmm. one's amazing. And yeah, everybody it loves be, it, except for the crazies in the world. And then the third it, one just has to be good, right? Yeah, it would be interesting uh, to have the, the Top Gun trilogy. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would uh, be interesting. I Yeah, I do want another script, but they have to put all their eggs in the basket and give it everything they got because, and Tom, I'm not saying Tom Cruise doesn't, but they need, I don't want them to make two fantastic films and then a third one that kind of sucks. All right, so it kind of sounds like Heeren uh, Kruger or whatever, I'm going to check to make sure he's the writer of the first one as well. Um, but it's it sounds like him in combination with Tom Cruise just makes a really good duo, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Tom Cruise and, and a lot of people, Tom Cruise just gives it all he's got. Well, let's speculate a little bit. What is... Um, what do you guys think a third movie is going to be about? So is it just going to be another mission? I mean, okay, it, how did this? How did Maverick end? Remind me. They they went on their uh, their mission, and Tom had to go save Miles. No, basically. but how? Where where were they left off? Like as on characters, is Tom they, is Tom's character still at the academy teaching kids or? Oh, what are we doing uh, yes. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So he's got, we're, we're picking up with him being an instructor still. Mm. Uh, it has to be, they have to probably lean into more advancement with unmanned crafts a little bit more. I feel like the way the world's going, that's almost unavoidable, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that would be interesting. I well, think. They touched on it with Maverick. Yes. Do, do something like that where. It's more of still the teaching and don't try to step away and make it like, you know, we got a lot of movies like, you know, Fast and Furious where they were trying to do something with the first couple. It's like car movies. And then they made them somehow superheroes by like the fourth one or third one. You know what's going to happen? This this is this is my this is a a decent theory if you're trying to keep the story simple. So they're going to have to really go hard on making this awesome if they keep it this simple. Okay, so. There is an enemy, all right? There's an enemy that has uh, a small fleet of unmanned AI-driven aircraft, mm-hmm. right? And there's like an attack plan or something, so we counter it by attacking first. Yeah. We don't have the technology yet, right? So they call on Tom Cruise and they say, hey, if there's any chance of we, we could possibly – stop this from happening you're our man you know what i mean well, so he has to he has to fight these ai driven planes maybe here would be oh. this would uh, like a a good um a good way to i think open up a movie would be for for you to have um maybe some of your legacy pilots in the air maybe like from from some of the, like the previous class and they're 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 maybe fighting these things and somebody dies right and that would leave hangman probably if, dies i don't know if miles mm-hmm. teller is slated for this movie uh um, that's what it says he he he's not he, he's uh he should be in it also is it what but they they're saying? looking to get everybody okay. back right hangman well, and I, miles teller i wouldn't <clears throat> i wouldn't kill one of them necessarily um but but if you uh if you kill somebody right mm-hmm. the one the 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 story should focus on the person left over and it, they're afraid to go back in the air 
they're having trouble with it. And, and Tom Cruise is doubting himself that he can teach these kids, um, that he can teach these pilots how to fight unmanned aircraft. Cause he doesn't even know how. Cause he, that's not, you know, that, so, so the strategy has to change. He relies on the, he, he relies on, on the, uh, the almost insecure, not the insecurities. He relies on the mistakes that a human would make for him mm-hmm. to win, right? Yeah. He relies it- on the holes that a human brings to it. But how do you have holes dealing with something that can think so much smarter and faster right. than you? Mm, yeah. 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 That would be an interesting story. They have to have a guy, they have to have a man on the ground that pours coffee in the grate, the control panel. You know, <laughs> like like we saw with Mecha Godzilla, oh my that gosh. just destroys the it sh- short circuits the uh, the AI by pouring coffee into the, gosh, the, the human element. Board. That was terrible. <laughs> I just watched uh, I just watched uh, Godzilla King of Monsters the other day, yeah. and the the while the human element is still not good, it's it's linear and it's better than that's what I'm saying. They did a huge jump from one. from that to godzilla vs kong like a Mm -hmm. huge jump from king of monsters to godzilla vs kong that didn't make sense in my mind yeah it was like instantly they're like we've done these pretty these couple pretty decent monster films now we're just gonna do it completely different and try to make it seem like avengers but monsters and with with real bright colors that are that are kind of dumb you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna explore like we're gonna make technology super super advanced in this next one you know and we're gonna yeah. go to inner earth and we're gonna explore all that it's like where was the other films that needed to come before all this mm-hmm. it's silliness this is the biggest problem i have and some people looked at me like hey that's crazy godzilla vs kong was awesome but i'm like mm, watch the other films again yeah not to uh, go on a tangent i guess but no, I, I I wouldn't mind another Top Gun movie. Honestly, I like jets. I like, you know, some military. I like some some freedom. Well, listen, if we're talking about in Hollywood, they are always doubling down on stuff mm. that works. You know, prequels, sequels, and remakes. Mm. What's the What's the biggest thing that works? Top Gun. Top Gun. This is like the only Top one that Gun. makes sense for you to double down on. You know, mm-hmm. they're Do you doubling think, down on so much crap right now. Do you think they will give it the time to become a good movie, though? Because I, I think, and we talked about this before, of like the fact that COVID was a thing gave Top Gun the time to be what it is. Hmm. Maybe. That's a possibility. Well, I'm saying, no, will they allow a third one to do that? Because, you know, they were going to release it back in, I think, 2019 i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure and it didn't come out till 2021 because of covid yeah but how does that make it a better film they had time to like work on it and any mistakes you know or you know we had tom cruise saying you're gonna make us go all to lockdown no you know the the (laughs) right well that was that was from that was from the the set of Mission Impossible. Oh, part, Mission Impossible. Part one. Well, yeah. I think um, I I I I don't. I get what you're saying, Josh. Yeah. Um, but I I think, and and there's definitely merit to it. It's like, are they going to kind of rush the job, 
because yeah. they want to make another blockbuster hit. I think they can probably, I think they can do it. Um, mm-hmm. As long as they're not trying to do like the Marvel thing where it's like we make a movie once a, you know, we may put out three movies a year. They work on these movies for about a year, maybe mm-hmm. less. Yeah. Um, and, and just, you know, cookie yeah, cutter. The, but let's, the next let's, thing. let's think about this for a second. What recent in the past 15, 20 years, what Tom Cruise movie has been bad? Um, the Jack Reacher films. The Those second, weren't bad. Or Jack Ryan. The yeah, the uh, no, that was Jack Reacher. One. You're that right, Jack Reacher. They weren't the bad. Second Jack Reacher movie was the second one good. And then also like, what was the America one? Something in America that he did. There was a couple that like aren't that memorable. Mm-hmm. But we also have films like Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, but that feels like a, a long way off now. Mm-hmm. No, it was like 2012, dude. Edge of Tomorrow was not that long ago. Hmm. It's just about 10 years. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a hot 11 minute. years. <laughs> How long is and and, and though it, does, it may not feel like it, Cruz is getting older. Yes. As much as, much as he tries to hide it. Oh yeah, he's 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 getting, getting old. But in there. Maverick, he had his shirt off with his abs <laughs> playing with the young boys on the beach. But also that you know that was probably that that scene had probably also been filmed twenty nineteen. You know, yeah, several years before the movie twenty nineteen dropped or twenty eighteen. That's when it happened. But so you know now we're twenty twenty four. You know we're five years off of that. How old is he? Um, 50, Tom Cruise, fifty-eight. No, you're wrong. Tom Cruise is sixty-one. Oh, well, he's turning I mean, sixty-two this year. This mm-hmm. July, he's turning sixty-two. <laughs> he's an old boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, I, I to just kind of circle back. I think they could make a good movie, but they need to give it time to make a third one. And, um. It'll be fun, but that's what Top Gun movies are. They're fun flying movies. They're not yeah. – don't politicize it. Don't anything like that. Just give us America and – America. And fun times. And just some like just some life. simple some simple story and character work. Yeah, like, right? like, the like a, work, a the third romance. Maverick, the you character know? work in Maverick was not really good romance. between him and uh, Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. just some simple some simple emotional character work if you have to throw romance in there give miles teller the romance don't get yeah. no give it to tom 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 is at tom is at the fun golden years of of a nah, romantic he, no 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 we, they established in the last one that he's committed to jennifer Connolly. Oh, okay yeah, yeah. so we can bring back in jennifer Connolly, but i think it's more fun to explore like what is the love life look like for this older guy with a daughter and this woman who has a daughter that that's more fun to me than just being oh, like, no. let's tell another young person like hot okay, body story. Expand you know on that, saying? but then if you have to have a new love interest, give it to Miles. Is what I'm saying. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about this: how many years of of Tom Cruise, uh, Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible have we gotten since the third movie? His wife, like every film past this, 
has motivated the fact that he is he still very much loves his wife, you know, but mm-hmm. he can't be with her and he can't even be around her for her safety. You know, right. since the third film because it scared him so bad. And so you and it's and it works. She's not a part of the films much except for um what is it? Fallout. She's in Fallout mm-hmm. a good bit. But that was just by happenstance. But they, they've they've lingered on that for like five movies at this point. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um well, I guess I that's 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 what we think about the new upcoming Top Gun movie. Um I threw the Patreon in here. Hopefully I have the right Patreon to thank. Cynthia. Um, thank you, Cynthia, for being a Patreon supporter. Um yes. if you guys want to join the Patreon and support us here on this year, 2024, you know, we're making content for you guys. So go support us. You got a lot of stuff over there in the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Cynthia, for being a Patreon supporter. Um yeah. so what? There was a film that I had watched recently. Have, did I already tell you guys about some of the – it might have been – we might have already talked about this. But did I talk to you at all about that shrinking show on Apple TV Plus? No. Like the one with um, – The guy, guy – Jason – Yes, yes. What's his face? Yes, that guy. He's a lot. Uh, he he's his characters are in that film. That show is much different than any other character I've seen him in, mm. and it's not half bad. Um, I wouldn't say it grabs my attention um, a really big way, but it's kind of like this Ted Lasso f- show, you know, that mm-hmm. it's just done well and it's engaging for like that adult comedy, wholesome kind of story. It's like mm-hmm. everyday life. Why do you think that? especially Apple TV plus, And I feel like Netflix in some fashion is doing it, but probably more with like the young, um, they, them crowd. Why are we getting into this everyday adult comedy kind of genre? You know, like since we saw with Schitt's Creek, it there, there's all kinds of new shows that are branching off of that, that are saying like this is very adult, but it's also comedy and it's also kind of like real life. You notice this trend at all? Am well, I the only I, one noticing this? No, I, and it, it's not um, It's not an unfamiliar trend either. There's always sort of been uh, com- TV comedies for, um, for adults. I mean, going all the way back to Taxi with, uh, with Danny DeVito and then yeah. – you know, you had shows like Cheers, you had uh, Friends, you had Seinfeld, Frasier. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you moving more into nowadays, like The Office. It, but there's there's always been. I'm talking about office. this year, this this year. Oh, you're talking year. about this. Well, well, you mentioned uh, you mentioned why. Um, well, I'm saying, but that so there's an overabundance of the R-rated everyday comedies, and mm-hmm. a underabundance. Uh, like I don't think I've seen like a really decent um, comedy since New Girl. That's more of the PG-13 vibe. Yeah. No. You know what yeah, I mean? I, Not I really. I no, I agree because. Uh, like you know, New Girl, 
and uh and the office and parks and rec and i would those even were, throw those were in 13 14 years ago 15 yeah these years shows ago. are these shows are are old old and you're right they they were more everything on these everybody streaming audience everything on these streaming platforms are all r rated you know mm-hmm. some of them might they, not have nudity like uh sexy sexy nudity but they definitely have like the cursing so the f word is very present constantly um mm-hmm. and that that instantly makes it rated r right it it does um they it does seem like there's kind of a a gap that's missing there where there's that the there used order to be an abundance in that thing. gap and then right. there's also like a lot of younger stuff where you have like a younger crowd, more teen crowd show, if that makes but sense. But yeah. this is what the teens are watching, which is what I'm saying. Like, did they just scrap it and say, hey, we don't need to sh- we don't need to create content like this anymore for a specific age? Because I don't know, 11 year olds are cursing just as much as any adult. Well, that- I think they're. I think they're looking at the uh, the numbers, and then I think the numbers are showing that the people that yeah. grew up on people that grew up on The Office and on Parks and Rec are probably you know the millennial crowd, probably the most abundant of TV watchers. Mm-hmm. And right now they're you know in their thirties, and so it's it's they resonate with that kind of humor. So mm-hmm. and there's so everybody that's ev- that's like probably most people watching. Mm-hmm. That's that's though that generation has found their entertainment in the streaming services and in online, and so it's a big big demographic, and that's who they're trying to appeal to, um, and, and I think less so to a younger audience. I just feel like there isn't any. There isn't any comedies being made without the specific way. It's like there's a new way to make a comedy, and it's like we don't have any explicit nudity, but the point of conversations and all of the cursing is allowed. Um, we don't have terrible violence in comedies usually. Mm-hmm. So it it's like we, we're changing, and there's nothing that's like – there's nothing that's more of the PG-13 vibe. Yeah. You know? There's I, I'm, nothing. I don't definitely see anything. Not- Definitely not seeing anything that really appeals to um, kind of kind of a family crowd. I'm not yeah, saying family. There's crowd, no like, family a family, but it, a show you could turn on with your your grandpa and your dad <laughs> and you know your your teenage daughter. Like you could turn on Psych for anybody, basically. Yeah, for anybody. Yeah. We don't have those anymore. It, even even the super popular Shit's Creek. There, mm-hmm. there was a lot of people that watched it, and there's a lot of people that also didn't watch it because, if we're being honest, for certain people, it's too gay. <laughs> and, his, and and a lot of the humor is a little bit too raunchy for a little too raunchy. There's and it's a lot of cursing, and so if you yeah, try to say like I don't everybody. want, we don't want my nine, ten year old to watch this, mm-hmm. then then what are you turning on? You're not turning on anything right now. There's mm-hmm. nothing wow. right now that you're well, turning on. I mean, you are, but you're turning on like. No, you're not. A lot older a stuff, lot cheesier, uh, cheesier like kid stuff. Well, like, yeah, you have to go back. You have to go mm-hmm. to. You have to. You have to look back. There's nothing current anymore. Mm-mm. It's either made for kids, and you got the Disney Plus freaking uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, which mm-hmm. when you watch it, it kind of feels like this isn't for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's. 
rated R style comedy mm-hmm. and, and satire. Sh- Where's the middle ground? It's just like they expected you're either young and you have to watch this or you, I don't know, you went from age eight to nine. So now you get all of this adult content. That's, that's what it feels like since I'm- Yeah, they're watching like Cobra Kai, maybe. There's no middle ground, I don't feel like. But even Cobra Kai feels like it's for a younger audience. Oh yeah, it definitely is. Especially yeah, in the later seasons, mm-hmm. it, it feels it feels like for a younger teen audience, um, and no, yeah, nothing's really hitting that hitting that middle mark that The Office and Parks and Rec hit. And I no. started all this by using shrinking as an example, but it's just the most recent thing I saw that has like this. It feels like the middle ground comedies but mm-hmm. what they talk about and the language they use is not middle ground you know what right. i'm saying so everything feels like this should be everyone in the family of age mm-hmm. can watch it but now it just feels like this is only for adults yeah and it's just it's it's disheartening a little bit but there i i don't know just thought <laughs> i'd bring it up just thought i'd bring it up so that people are aware or get your thoughts on i mean i agree i want to see i want to see more tv show comedies that everybody can watch yeah that i can watch with someone and not blush you know because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're talking about boobies or something mm-hmm. just over here b- blushing because well, i have a daughter now as she starts learning words <laughs> that that is you yeah you're thinking about all this because you're thinking about your daughter well, I, if she, as she starts it's learning words bad. we're not going to be able to watch anything you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah, so you got to be careful what you turn on. Exactly. And everything, there's no options for me. I either feel like I'm watching kids' shows mm-hmm. or I have to watch or old porn. Stuff. <laughs> right, right. It's like, I just wanted a few giggles and this person's naked. <laughs> you know, um, that's not funny. It's not funny. It's a totally different type of emotion. Uh, let's, let's roll into the next bit, Joshua. What do you got for us? So it's funny, uh, earlier you guys talked about, not on this podcast, but the pre-show, you guys started bringing up, you know, Star Trek, because that's my next segment. Okay. Ah. Wonderful. Ah. Getting right Um, back into it. So, we, I mean, they've been talking about Star Trek for a little bit, or like, it's kind of been in the the background, Mm -hmm. but there's just been a little bit of stuff touched touched on this week. Um, So you can bring up that article that i have let's see what we looking at here Uh, scroll down okay first it says paramount expands star trek universe with new film andor's toby haynes uh who's who did toby haynes play in andor he didn't play he was like directors yeah the director hold on with seth graham um smith writing okay hold on let me let me see yeah. if Toby Haynes was the creator of Andor or who what he was involved with because I'm pretty sure he was, is, like direct, he was directing it. Well, it's a bit weird with with uh, let's see. So Toby Haynes is the director, but not the creator of Andor. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no, Tony Gilroy is the creator, mm-hmm. and Toby Haynes is one. Is it one of the directors? Sorry, let me share this as well with you guys because I'm on IMDb. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out before we jump into it. I just want to I want to know Toby Haynes first. Okay, is that is that okay with you guys? Well, look at yeah. look at his directorial credits. Let's see. I'm on Andor. I want to figure out what he 
oh, you're actually right. I could go to director credits for Toby Haynes and then just see, okay, director, six episodes right here. Okay. Okay. So he did like half of Andor because I think there's 12 episodes. Um, But that's interesting. I don't really know. I don't know uh, him. I don't know this guy very well, but I I really like Tony Gilroy's writing, the creator of Andor. Mm, I really like the way he crafted it, but he wasn't directing it. So I don't know if Toby Haynes is is an incredible director or if he was just using really good stuff, you know, to work with. Right. Maybe. So Um, what are we looking at? Go back to the article real quick and we can just kind of read through it real quick. All right. So uh, exclusive. Even as it continues to develop, the final chapter of its main Star Trek series, Paramount, is looking to further explore the IP. The studio has tapped tapped Toby Haynes to direct a new film that expands the Star Trek universe. With Seth Graham Smith uh, penning the script, J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot is producing. Um, So... Um, just read the next paragraph and that kind of yeah. sums up what sources tell deadline that while the details are being kept under wraps, the project is an, a, an origin story <laughs> that takes place decades before two, uh, 2009's Star Trek film that rebooted the franchise insider added that the final chapter in the main series, Star Trek four remains in active development. So are we going to have like, all the same cast members come back. So is Toby I Haynes directing the final version for Abrams group, Abrams think, films. I don't think, but I'm not, you don't think it sounds like they're doing a, they're doing an origin story, right? Yeah. But it's, it's going to be a film that's tied to these films and not the yeah. TV show, right? Oh not no, no, Paramount it's definitely a TV show. Yeah, no, it's definitely tied to the, these TV, this, this, this stuff. So, if we're talking about origins, doesn't the first film kind of do that for us? <laughs> the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek film. I don't know what they're doing, but it's definitely a prequel. I know. Um, I'm pretty sure I heard at one point that um, Hemsworth was going to be more involved with this film than any of the other ones, and we know Hemsworth was the father of Captain Kirk. Oh, yeah, it was. I forgot about that, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yes. I always forget oh. because he's right there at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very briefly. So I'm thinking, and there's not a lot that we know about it yet, but it's just going to be a prequel. It's not going to be like another, you know, it's an origin story. Yeah, it's not going to be an into deep space, um, another mission type thing. Because we it's setting up. That setting up you know the organization or the fleet for Mm -hmm. what star trek then dives into with the new you know the new ships and the new crews and everything Mm -hmm. um the next generation so we're we're talking about we're talking about how it was set up for the the characters we know and love i guess Mm But when you say the next generation, you're not talking about Star Star Trek, the next generation. You're fu- talking right. about <laughs> just so everybody's clear. Yeah. He's not talking about the show, the next generation, though. I would be interested to see because the casting for for the first Star Trek movie for all the characters was really mm. good. Oh, um, yeah. All of all of the actors really kind of embodied the characters that were in the first Star Trek show. Mm. I would like to see. 
I, I, I would be really interested to see who they would cast for the next generation. I mean, who would you, who would you cast mm. to replace, uh, 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 Patrick Stewart, mm. John Luke Picard. I, I, the first thing that comes to my mind, who's the guy that we already did it. Thomas we already did it. We do the exact same thing as they, as, as, yeah. as X-Men. As X-Men. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. What no. is his name? James something. No, uh, no. That's I mean, I'm right there with those two. Different he, actor. He, Get a different actor. Awesome. He's right here. He's right here. I can see it. No, 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 no. They need a different actor. I don't Somebody know. Somebody who embodies Stewart. Stewart. Because, save, because save, uh, no, that wouldn't work. Because you know, Chris. With today's Chris, Hollywood, we probably have to find someone with alopecia, right? Chris Pine really. Oh he yeah, did a really good job, as Captain good job. Kirk. I mean, mm-hmm. really felt I mean, like everybody Shatner. Everybody. Um, did. I don't know who would, you would get to play the next uh, generation young version. Yeah, to get yeah to play to play Patrick Stewart, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, now nah, he's too young. <laughs> yeah, he's too young. yeah I, I was like, thinking shave Austin Butler's head, but then I'm like, nah, he's too tall, right? No, well, he's not Patrick too tall. Stewart's but... not a short guy, but I don't know. No, there's this sort of commanding British presence mm-hmm. that that Captain Stewart. Yeah, because he, he did do a lot of Captain Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> Captain that Picard had. Yeah, yeah who's just, who's some good British actors then? Yeah, there's a lot, but I don't know there any that lot. are like Patrick Stewart or could be the, you know, mm-hmm. Captain Picard from Patrick Stewart's embodiment of that character. That's what I'm saying. I think this guy, James, I can't remember his last name, but who we're talking about. I'm right there. He's, with he's able to Joseph. embody a variety of different characters. And we saw that with Split. Mm-hmm. We've seen that with, we've seen his version of, um, Professor X as a young man, I think he could do it. Give him a little bit of a, a Look, shaved head with a little bit. Did, uh, Stuart had a little <laughs> hair on the side, right? Yeah, he did. Show. But and and McAvoy was good. I just McAvoy. We we've already seen it. I don't care. He'll do something different. Yeah, but it's a different different character. So it's he's playing the same same actor he's portraying, but a different, different character that he played. So mm. so different. What about Tom Hardy? <laughs> Jude Law. No, these guys are all too old. Jude, no, no, no. Jude Law is no, no, no. Jude Law is the right age, about probably about the same age as as Patrick Stewart was when he played Picard. Yeah. So uh, wait, yeah. are we doing a prequel or are we doing a remake? No, no, no. If you no, did no, the a same remake thing, of the Next Generation. If you did the same thing with Next Generation as they did with the original Star Trek and recast all of the characters for a movie. So we're just doing recasts. I thought we were looking for younger versions of what the Next Generation had. Right? Um, we, we, yeah. Well, you recast. Yeah, you'd be recasting. No, I mean, I mean, we're telling, <laughs> we're telling the story the Next Generation did, but younger, like a prequel to them. No. So we'd have to no. get those characters, but even younger. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. So we're talking yeah. about, we just need to recast for the same age. Re-cast I don't know. Maybe a bald Give me, Jude yeah, Law, Jude Law would be Jude really do it. Could Jude Law could definitely do it. How does yeah. he look bald, though? Does he have a good face for bald? He's, well, he's, he's, he's already basically starting. almost bald. Yeah. He's, what are you talking Jude about? Law, just type shape. in Jude Law hairline. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. let's see. Jude Law. 
uh, hairline. Let's see. Share this tab. Uh, it's it's looking rough. <laughs> it's looking rough. Yeah, you could cast like to play. Uh, he got uh, fillers though. He got fillers. Check it out. Mm. Yeah, um, he was going worse bald, and he got he got he got. Yeah, he would, up a bit. I think he would play a good Picard. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't envi- he couldn't imagine himself going bald so he got himself some fillers. His hair does look pretty good these days. But what, get that uh, huge receding hairline? No it doesn't. No no, type him as Dumbledore. Dumble uh Jude Law Dumbledore. Yeah, that's this right here. That's Wait, with a beard. beard though. With the beard? It works with the beard. Dumbledore. You think that looks amazing? He looks really good, man. He is gay. I mean, you could not Jude Law, but Dumbledore. Well, you know, um, this character right here. I is mean, gay. so he, so talking about getting back to this this show and then this prequel movie. Um, is anybody excited for Star Trek? The I am because the Paramount I show, am. the one that's been airing, the one that's been rolling out. Nobody has enjoyed nobody, that show. Nobody likes. I know that people liked like the last season of Picard. Like people said that the last the third season of Picard was really good. And that's basically the only good Star Trek that's come out in a long time. Well, like I said, I enjoyed Abrams when it came out and then I recently rewatched it because I was like, I remember enjoying those. And then I rewatched them and I was disappointed. I still enjoy watching the first one quite a bit. Oh, I because of the first bit where where they're trying to get Kirk no, because of all the I, there's a lot of really good stuff in that first movie. The okay. the third one was a was not as like as good story wise character development. I loved it where you even talked about this where they put things they put certain characters together to to complement each other good mm-hmm. in the third one, but story wise the third one wasn't as good in my opinion. Hmm. But I'm still looking forward to a new one because I like these. I like these movies. And you can do you can do as many of these as you want because there's they're action adventure movies. Right. But as we said before, I think the market for those are going down. We're interested. We're it's going away. And we're more interested in seeing new fresh takes on it, as we talked about in the pre show, well, right? I, I think again, <clears throat> we have it your audience is getting older, and I think that's what happened with Star Trek was the when the first series of Star Trek came out. The people who were watching it were young, you know, they mm-hmm. were young nerds. And then by the time Next Generation came out, all of those young nerds were probably in their late twenties and thirties. Right, and yeah. it was a more it was a more thoughtful, logic based kind of sciency kind of Star Trek with adventure and uh, and yeah. less less action. And they loved it. They really loved it. Mm. It's going to be your litmus test. Are there any Gen Xers that know how to speak Klingon? Klingon. Klingon. Because <laughs> if there aren't any, you're screwed. You need well, to abandon like, this IP. What, the, the reason people liked that because it, that was something that the next generation made people want to learn, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because it was a different – it was a different universe in the next generation. Not a different universe, but it was – they had made peace – with right. a lot of the Klingons and Which is a lot of the other. It, yeah. Honestly, I want to see of, more content around that. And so 
if 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 we follow the trend, like these movies came out when we were all teenagers and kids and everything. Yeah. You know, is the audience that enjoyed these at an age now where they want more thoughtful science fiction? Mm, probably not. You I don't think, think I, less adventure and more more character work. More are you talking about our generation or younger generation? Our generation. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that was my point with Dune. Yeah, um, yeah. I think our generation, the millennials who kind of grew up on these Star Trek movies, are at a point where they want, um, you know, they they want political commentary. They want <laughs> they they want they want more of that and less of the high high octane action adventure. I'm getting I, I confused by what you're saying. I, I, I want more I, of it and and just just do it for me. Just do it for me. What do what it. I'm saying is I think history repeats itself. Okay. Right? The first the first Star Trek show. Yes. The mm-hmm. people who watched it were young. Do you mean the movies? They, no, no, no. The show. The first Star the, Trek oh, the very first show. show. Okay. Those kids grew up a bit and they enjoyed the next generation the show the next generation because it was more logic based there was more political commentary um and it was less throw punches shoot guns yes i think our generation you and me Mm -hmm. grew up the people who grew up on these star trek movies Mm -hmm. love you know when we were younger we loved this and and these follow like that first star trek show okay if you did a next generation show right i think the people who grew up on these movies would be looking more for um character commentary political commentary and logic-based science stuff and and like the first did with the next generation original show okay i get what you're following i'm following yeah yeah there's probably a market for it and then my kids can watch in the background as a young kid the airing on TV or the streaming of – like I did with The Next Generation. Did you ever see your parents watching The Next Generation when you were growing up? I saw yeah. it all the time at yeah. my grandma's house. We'd go to our we grandma's house. They'd, Star Trek. they'd click it on and they'd be watching Star Trek The Next Generation. It was airing nonstop yeah. throughout the we day. We never watched Star Trek. Never we, watched any of yeah, it. Yeah, we watched Star Trek a lot. I mean, I've seen all the original movies and and. Well, I just remember as a young kid, I didn't watch yeah. the original movies till I was a little little bit older. I watched. We watched the, some of the movies, but um, the, movies. the next generation show was airing when I was little, and I was like five, six, and seven mm-hmm. or whatever. Maybe just stopping six, and I remember it being on all the time. Like you flip through the channels at your grandma, at our grandma's house. It was all you'd always run across like two different channels that were showing the next generation of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You'd leave it there for a few minutes, <laughs> you know what I mean, and yeah. then you'd switch again. So I don't know, you know, it's it, it is what it is. We'll have to. They have to make something really good for us to be invested. I think in like Agreed. a next generation show. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we've got one more segment. Um, we got a small game. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but for everybody that is here for episode one of season 15, do we have our, our, did we pin down a, a theme phrase? Yes. Was it, yes. It was okay. from page to projector. So our theme phrase 
or season phrase, I guess, is page to projector. We're going from book to movie this season. So, adaptations. We're, well, we're doing is we're appreciating. You'll find little spots throughout the mm-hmm. season where we take time to appreciate or enjoy or play a game around or explore book adaptation yeah. films, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. From page so, to projector. Is it work? Next slide. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> go to the, go to the first line. All right. All right. Good. Based on a book. We're gonna we're gonna call this segment based on a book. Or is it based on a book? Maybe I should have put a question Ooh. mark in there. I didn't even think think of that. Wait. So we're gonna play it a quick based game. On a book? Wait, did you say did you say this is is it based on a book or is it based on a book? <laughs> is that what you yes, said? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're gonna be looking at quite a few movies here. We're going to start off really simple. You definitely know the first two, and then it gets a little harder after that. Um, okay. You're going to tell me, based on a book, not based... Okay, based on a book. Okay. Based exclusively on a novel. So there might be some trick questions in here, and you'll understand what I mean by that once we get to them, but it has to be book based on a novel that was wrote. Okay. By an author. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little... little- this has nothing to do with this segment. Okay. Um, but Joe, is your shirt? Um, it's is that lamp. based on? Is that based on? Um, Portal, the game Portal. No, no. It's, a, it's a camera lens. It's a camera. No, it's not a camera lens. It's, camera. it's a camera. aperture. Aperture. Yeah. The well, aperture. in in Portal, the the they labs, use an aperture. Probably it's called it's it, the mm-hmm. the labs is called Aperture Labs, and that's their symbol. There is no other. This is an aperture. Yeah. The, the show portal, the show port or the whatever portal, the, the game, video game. They just took a picture of an aperture and yeah, used look the up exact ap- thing. look up look up aperture labs really quick. No, we're we're about to play a game. What about the look game? Up aperture we got labs. Time. Hold on, just, hold on. Just for a sec. We, we got a little bit of time. We got a- time. But- aperture labs. Hmm. Aperture Labs Portal, right? Portal, yeah, yeah. It's already different. It's a, it's the same thing. It's the same. It's an emblem. aperture symbol, dude. It I is. just didn't know if it you is. just like grabbed a shirt out of the bargain bin, and it happened to be like from the video game Portal. <laughs> no, nah. What I'm thinking is like you know, Kenzie's mom's like Joseph's really into photography. No, I that. asked for this shirt. I was searching for good shirts I liked on. It, on freaking oh, Amazon, no. and I sent a few shirts to people, and okay. they got them for me. Yeah, all right. I was just curious. It's an aperture from a camera. What is the mm-hmm. What is yeah. the one from the game? Is it this one? Is it this one? It's It's the one probably this by one? Aperture Laboratories. Yeah, that one. So it's already different. Yeah. This is a ring around it. I just I, it looked similar enough. I didn't know if it was a, a video game shirt that you had accidentally <laughs> picked up because it looks like a <laughs> accidentally picked up. Yeah. You thinking I'm that dumb? Dang. No, I just, it's like, I, I know that Jeez. Aperture, I know Aperture is like a camera lens thing, and I know it's also from Portal, and I could definitely see you being like, wow, this is really cool. It's like an Aperture, but it's like, <laughs> you know, really portal, not. portal trademark. It not also, uh, you also refer to Aperture number as F-stop, right? Oh. In, the, in more video. Photography refers to it as more of Aperture f-stop is more of a, like film right yeah but you know side quest complete 
<laughs> let's move on to this game based on a book based on, based a, book. on a book or based on a book yeah <laughs> Go all to right the first one. so the okay. first one, you'll understand by the first two they're pretty simple yes yeah. based on a based book. on a book give me a Mario yes or no. yes, yes. Okay. wait are we keeping so, score hold on we need to keep score. Um, how many we get right are there a lot of these there's eight or nine i think man Where's that's not man? competitive enough you you want me to do like like twenty? Oh, I didn't. Yes, for a good competition, we should have like fifty here. You know what I'm okay. saying? Because we Next roll through I'll these do quick. fifty. We roll Next through these time, quick. I will do cool. I will do it quick. I mean, I'll. Right. I'll, 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 I'll. <laughs> you will do quick. Are we are we keeping score? Yeah. So we both got that one right. Okay. Okay. Joshua, so we got eight of these for us. We're gonna get through this way too fast. <laughs> All right. The next one. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's some information. It's a, a crime novel uh, by American, American author, author Mar- Mar- uh, Mara Posa in 1969. You don't have to read the whole thing. I just put all the information there. Yeah, if I you, watch the, way, if you watch the show The Offer, it's a great yes. show that covers not only not only this, the writing of it, but also it covers the production of The Godfather. It's oh, yeah. really freaking good. Well, it doesn't cover the the writing. It covers the it production, does. and then touches on how the adaptation of screen uh, the screen. Sure, I mean it. It alludes to it, there's a scene where he wants to write the fit, the book, and then it kind of does a jump in time where he wrote the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it's it's all there. It's really good. Watch the offer starring Miles yeah, Teller. Definitely. So the next one, the um, Princess Bride. Bride. Is it based, based on, on a, a book, book or not based on a book? I'm, uh, I I know why yes. you picked this one. I no, I'm I did really easy ones for the first two just to kind of yeah. you guys understand the concept. Uh, but technically no. Oh, I'm going to let you know. Technically no. You're going to let him know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you know. Technically yeah. no. They they were written um kind of together. He he more wrote the book to sort of have a book movie. for the movie. For the movie. But okay. his idea was for the movie. But it doesn't matter. Was there? Well, the answer is could be book? no. Then, but there, there is a book. Yes. yes. So, so we can say yes. Okay, we're gonna say yes. Yes, technically no, according to Wyatt. Okay. Next one. Uh, and so begins William Goldman's 1937 novel, The Princess Bride. What did I say? 37. 37. Oops. 1973, The Princess Bride. Tongue-in-cheek fairy tale, which promises true love and high adventure. Goldman's novel is often forgotten due to the wide, widely successful movie adaptation in 1987. Hold on. Yeah. So, so you're telling me that in 1973, he wrote a book for a movie he had in his head, and that movie wasn't yeah, made Yeah, I think he already had the script. I think he already he, had the He probably did. For the, uh, for the movie. Probably. <laughs> why it's why it's put up a fight. He's gonna he's like, I have Princess Bride knowledge. Oh, I do. <laughs> if if we got any of these facts wrong, put them in the comments down below because you know why it needs to be proved wrong once in a while. Once in no, a no, while. No, <laughs> you're, you're gonna you're school me on my favorite movie. Dude, no, your no, head's no. Yeah, I know this for your camera. Frame. I know this. Okay. It it's <laughs> he was wanting to make this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And William. So he wrote the he wrote a screenplay, but then he wrote a book also to go with the movie. Essentially, yeah. okay. Um, the next. Go one. ahead, Carvel. Carvel. Top Gun. 
This is was not... it based on a, a novel, a book, or not? I say no. I say no, it was not. All I'm right. also going to say no on Top Gun. All right. The screenplay was written by Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr. and was inspired by an article titled Top Gun. Yeah, no, so, no novel. Yeah, the answer is no because it was an article, not a not a. All book. right, so right but now we're tied. It's three now. to three. Three to three. I, yeah, three to three. I keep forgetting. I need to write. I need to write a point when I get it right, not mm-hmm. when not when the answer is yes. <laughs> All right, so yeah, three to three. Yeah. There's a very high chance we tie this. You just tie it. You tie it. That yeah, maybe. All right. Mel Gibson's Braveheart is it based on a novel? Hmm. The story of William Wallace is legendary. It's pretty yeah. legendary. I'm gonna say yes. I say yes. This is a novel. It's probably a not very well known. I don't novel. want to feel like I'm copying you. <laughs> well, I said it first. You mm-hmm. can you can go different. If you just feel like if you really aren't sure about it, but I'm I'm saying there is a not super well known book about book based about on William it. Wallace okay. with a different title. I'll I'll just go for for on. Uh, for S and G's. I'll say no. Okay, so that we have a difference here. Yeah. All right. The story was inspired by Blind Harry's 15th century epic poem. Dang it! Mm-hmm. So the- why it got a point and you got it wrong? Dang it. I could have thought for sure that this was going to have a book. I, I, I absolutely yeah. would have believed that there that was, was like book. an obscure yeah. book. Dang, it's just it, based on a poem. Dang it. I for, for, how is there no book, like mm-hmm. full novel about William Wallace? William, there's got to be now, William but Wallace. when the movie came out, there probably it wasn't based off a book or anything. So there has to be some stuff now maybe. Like All a right. biography book, maybe. Next movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. The Devil Wears Prada. Yes. This is based on a book. You know it to be so? I'm almost positive. If I go different, then I have to make up ground quick because there's only eight of these. <laughs> do, do different, though. Not because you think. Not because why it picked that and you just want to do the same. No, say yes with me. Say Josh yes. Is try- Josh is trying to give you a point here. All right, uh, when I'm when I'm more confident about it being a no, I'll say no. But why it's pretty confident, so I'm going to say yes. This is based on a book, okay? Because mm-hmm. how many we more? We got three more after this, right? Or two uh, more? Sure. I I I mean I've lost count, but sure. If there's only eight of these, yeah, we should have two more or three more after this. Devil Wears Prada is a 2003 novel, yes, by Lauren Weisenberg uh, about a young woman. Okay, so yes. Yeah. So it's four to five, right? Yep. Yeah, four to five. Um, we got three more. Uh-huh. That means we could tie up and I could come out ahead. It's anyone's game still. Dang it. it it's, when I did this, it was kind of – I was looking up things. I'm like, oh, they're not going to think that that's based on a book or they'll think maybe it was based on a book, but it really wasn't. And it was hard for me. There's a lot of stuff based on books out there. There's yeah. a lot of stuff based on books. A lot books. more than you know. Lot like you wouldn't you think. think this was based on a book, would you? 
You no, just oh, like not at face value. No, no. If you watch the movie, you'd be like, "Oh, it's a funny, you know, it's a good screenplay, funny well, movie. Yeah. Yeah. well written movie, yeah, a well written screenplay with a unique idea." But no, it's a book. Mm-hmm. It's a book. I, you know what? Honestly, most of the best stories told are probably based on books. Based on books, yeah. Because a yeah. real good writer usually started with the story, made a good story, and the screenplays can follow the story. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, Forrest Gump. I say 100% this is a book. This is tough. Because I'm saying definitely this I is I want to say it could be a book, but I also want to say that this is just like pure movie magic. Or is it Tom Hanks magic? Or is it Tom Hanks magic? Tom Hanks is pretty good as an actor. I he think this is a anything. book. I think this is based uh, on a book. I'll say no. <laughs> Last I'll time this happened. No. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, so we're rolling in the deep. Here we go. Forrest Gump is a 1994 American comedy drama film directed by... It's based on the... Ni- yes, 1986 novel. Yep. So it's tied now. You guys are tied. Yeah. So five to five. Wrong. Five to five. What are nice. we sitting at? There's six. We're on six, so there's two more, mm-hmm. I think. All right. Yeah, I think that's a tough one, though. That, that could that have been a tough one. Because it, and all of these, you did a good job of you get a yeah. did a good job of getting uh, these movies where it's like, could it have been? Right. Yeah. Could it have been? All right. Okay. Nothing hit. No, Notting Hill. Notting Hill. Notting Hill. I've never so, seen this film. You've never seen it. Julie I Roberts mean, I hadn't seen it until recently. Those are some pretty iconic actors. It's an iconic film. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just say no. Just, I'm going to go with a random I'm, guess. I'm going to say no, too. It's a random guess. This is probably a, just a really decently written screenplay comedy uh, rom-com, right? Mm-hmm. And they got Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. They're like, mm-hmm. we hit the golden ticket because she was just in Pretty Woman. And yeah. uh, I say no. I say no, no, no. You're both saying no. I'm saying no as well. I don't, I feel like I would have. The writer of Notting Hill has never outright said the story was based on a true events. Okay. So yeah, it's no. no yes. No. It, the, yeah. There's, it's not. So six to six tied up, boy. What do we got? One more. Is the last one. Um, I think there might be two more. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, I think it's the last one. Yes. This is a yeah. novel. This is a novel. What, but we're coming to the end. One of us has to pick different. No. <laughs> we're both confident this is a novel, right? I'm uh, almost one. You guys. Certain. All right. We're agreeing on this one. Fight Club is a 1995 fiction writer. Uh, it's based on the 1996 novel of the same name. Yes. So we were both searching. I remember hearing this somewhere saying that yeah, the novel, we probably talked about the novel it. has a little bit of a different ending. Um, we probably talked about it. Is that the last one? Ye- scroll to the next slide. Yeah, that yep. is the last one. So we tied 7-7. Um, seven seven. Yep. You guys We tied. both got one no, wrong. You know, I didn't even think of this until actually you were going through the slides. It would have been really funny if because I was pulling movie posters. If on the movie poster it said based on the book, this <laughs> that would be yeah. So funny. I was actually I, I was actually even, looking I for that. <laughs> I was looking for those. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> um, um, so when it comes to guessing, 
And I guessed one hundred percent on Notting see, Hill. I haven't even seen that. See, I um, I see because I remember Devil Wears Prada. I remember I would have probably somewhere in the credits say, yeah. saying based on the book. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I was looking for to remember if it was based on books. Uh, but and I was actually down for the last slide to be like, if we if I'm not sure, we'll just go. One of us say yes, and one of us say no. Mm-hmm. That way, somebody will win. But I knew I knew Fight Club was based on a book. So maybe yeah. if Devil Wears Prada was at the end of the list, we would have found. No, no. If uh, if no, if not, Fight Club wasn't the last slide. Yeah, if there was, it, if it was one of the, if it was like Forrest Gump at the end. Yeah, that would that would have been a good deciding. I I expected Wyatt to do better than you, Joseph. Just well, you picked Wyatt's, some good movies. Though. Yeah, what are you talking yeah. about. I I'm a good guesser. I even if I don't read as much as Wyatt. Or sometimes not at all. I Wyatt at least even if Wyatt hasn't read the book, he knows like he's aware he's like, of things. Oh, that's a book. Yeah, but I also am aware of things. You, mm-hmm. you yeah, don't. You take me for a fool. No, I don't know. No, no not at all. Wyatt's more the book book uh, person in in out of the three of us. Did you know about Portal? <laughs> <laughs> now that is one thing I don't know about is video games. I'll tell you right now. Uh, you'll probably get more people if you wear that shirt out. You'll probably get more people being like, "Oh Thinking yeah, that's Portal. Aperture Labs from Portal." Yeah, so I'll just I'll just go around saying, "Yep, yep," just so I don't have to interact with them. But if anybody who's anybody, who's mm-hmm. anybody freaking, but Aperture Labs, the reason they have that symbol is because of cameras. Yeah, because oh, is it the reason? Yeah, Aperture freaking. Why would it not be? <laughs> I love this argument. What you think cameras are like, hey, there's a I really like the name Aperture, but that one video game did it first. No, Let's no. Go ahead and create a thing that looks like their symbol for it to go inside the camera lens. No, mm. they a they both on you know different What came things. first? The aperture or the chicken? Definitely the aperture came before the game, yeah. but the I'm aperture one hundred percent came in before the game. The egg. They didn't realize that. <laughs> we think that egg came from an aperture. <laughs> I I don't know, dude. If someone starts talking to me about video games because they can't, they don't know. They're too dense to know that this is a camera symbol, and Aperture mm. Labs uses a camera symbol in the game. Yeah, but I'll just say, yeah, I'm a video game. Gonna be like, what do you think of Portal? Do you like Portal? I was like, like, is Portal too? It's the best. Actually, I know a lot of people didn't like Portal 2. Some did. I don't, that that sounds argument? like something Andrew would say. Andrew would be like... It's not a good uh, What, so everybody like loves Portal 2? Dude, Portal 2 is awesome. It's okay. got J.K. Simmons in it. I feel like it, you're you're kind of saying 50-50. So like, if someone says, like, what do you think about fill-in-the-blank 2? You know what I mean? It's, a, it's reasonable to th- toss a coin and just say everybody loved it or... It wasn't nearly as good as the first one. You know what I'm saying? You could could say that. You could say some maybe some people enjoy the first portal better, but there there's a lot seems like a lot more puzzles and a lot more story in the second portal. Well, like Last of Us. Second Mm -hmm. one sucked. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh first one was Uh, awesome. Red Dead Redemption. I I feel like you'd get a good reaction if you said, Yeah, I, I enjoyed the second one. Okay. <laughs> just, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed the second one, and I enjoyed J.K. Simmons. Mm. Okay, I'll just say yeah. those words. I, I mean, just say, loves just say I, I, 
just or, or you could say like I like the first one better, but I like you Kate my Johnson. Leg. You I like Kate my Johnson better. You pull my leg just to get no, a laugh for no. something you're not going to be there for. <laughs> no, I've played I've played Portal all the way through, and I think the second one's better. So I'll say, yeah, the second one is better in my opinion, and I love Cave Johnson and J.K. Yeah. Simmons. <laughs> Cave Johnson, <laughs> yeah. And what does Cave Johnson do in the game? Well, it, so you you fall down into like the like these deep re- recesses of of the labs, um, where the robot hasn't created all of these. Um, levels for you to jump through okay and you kind of get sort of the background and history of the labs cave johnson was like the director of the labs okay uh, and he's played by jk simmons um it's just it's and so as you're walking through you hear like some of his audio recordings what does it sound like uh the, the the most memorable one i think the one that people quote was you know uh, when life gives you lemons, um, uh, uh, refuse them, throw them back. I don't want your lemons. I don't want to. Cr- I, um, uh, what does he say? When life gives you lemons, I don't want your. I want to create. When life gives you lemons, throw them back. In their oh yeah, face. he says. I, I don't want says, your lemons. When life gives. Yeah, he says. I don't want. I don't want your lemons. I don't want to create lemonade. I want to create life. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, yeah jk simmons uh Pretty iconic yeah he's an iconic man um he's not quite my tempo <laughs> the the man has some of like the most iconic the best. lines the best. I think, ever yeah <laughs> spider-man, Spider-Man. <laughs> he's Spider-Man. he's saying spider-man he's in like the uh the, the show invincible where he's mm-hmm. like think you know <laughs> yeah he's the best <laughs> all right let's wrap it up boys thank you so okay. much for watching We'll see you next week.